Welcome to the Tech of Business show. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky. And on this show, we are exposing the technology that runs growing and thriving businesses today. From smart and innovative to nuts and bolts, there is no tech stone unturned. Now it's time to talk tech and let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Tech of Business podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Sletsky, and this is episode number 49. Today, I'm bringing you a conversation with Natalie Gingrich. Nat is a project manager and avid Trello user. While we could have spent this episode on all the things, I thought you'd get the biggest benefit from listening if we dug deep into using Trello as a project management tool. So that's what you're going to get in this episode. Be sure to listen to the end of the episode where I go into how I've brought Trello into my sphere after this conversation with Nat. And you know what? I really want to make sure that I am creating the best podcast episodes for you where you're at in your business and where you want to take things. So please go to Call With Jamie. That's C-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-J-A-I-M-E dot com to book a short call where you'll get to share whatever you want with me and I'll just be taking notes so that I can turn that around into actionable guides and podcast episodes for you. If you want to get your tech in order, I would love to do a top to bottom tech audit with you. So ping me wherever we are connected and I'll send over the link. Tech audits are a great way to regain control and confidence in your tech. And most of the time, we'll be able to save you money on monthly expenses. Now, let's get into the episode with Nat. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me on the Tech of Business podcast today. How are you? I am awesome. Thanks, Jamie. I'm loving being here. I've been looking forward to this. So thanks for having me. Thrilled to have you. So yeah, let's go ahead and share a little bit about what you do so that we can get into the tech that makes your business possible and hopefully inspire others to tackle tech in a whole new way in their businesses. I love this. So I am going to confess right now that I'm an amazing project manager. That's my background. That's how I exited corporate and started my own business. But the one piece of online business that makes me crazy and I feel so inept in is tech. So I think it's just amazing that I'm having a conversation with somebody about tech. (laughs) So it is extremely, extremely important. And um, there's a piece of me that's analytical. So I can kind of like muster through the technical piece, but I can tell you that I'm, I I won't be your tech person. (laughs) (laughs) But you are a project manager. And if you're going to manage projects inside your business and inside other people's businesses who could be next door in the same state or anywhere else around the world, you need to use a little bit of tech to make those projects happen. So what is the base level of tech that you're using these days with your clients? You know, you make a great point, even though I'm kind of phobic and scared of tech, the pieces of people's businesses that I'm managing the most, especially in a specific project that's got to start in an end date, we're really managing a lot of the technical pieces that need to get completed. So while I don't necessarily do the tech and I'm not behind the tech, I'm over the tech, if you will. So 
have a really good understanding of what happens. I'm just not the person back there doing it. And that's just <laughs> not my expertise. So I play more of an integrator function versus really doing the implementation. If you've read um, rocket fuel, those words may be interesting and maybe um, common to you, but um, yes, I wanted to make sure I, I got to that too, because I know it's just so important and it does consist of a lot of the projects that I'm working on. So as far as the base tech for my business, for my personal business, I'm talking about what we're doing um, in my business to make it run versus the projects and the people's uh, businesses and companies that I'm helping to run. In my business, we are really, we focus on Trello because that is the project management system that we use to kind of communicate. So some people have a project management system and a communication system. We have combined those or Trello has made it possible for us to not only create a project plan and have a communication system, but do that all in one place, which makes it just super easy and one place to go, less people having issues or questions. And it's, um, it, it's, it literally takes care of itself. It's free too. <laughs> That's helpful. And it's funny that you say that you've got all of those pieces in there because when I use Trello with clients, I always pair it with Slack. Um, and that's just because of the way that I use Trello, which isn't my primary project management system personally. And that there's a number of reasons why that is, but I really like Trello. So I am so curious to know how you've made it a communication tool and not just um, a task tool. You know, I think because those, whether you're getting a notification on Slack or you're having a reminder or a message or when you've been tagged in a card or on a board, it you know, it's in multiple places. So if you're somebody who likes email, you're going to be able to see all of those responses in your email or, or any update that's happened. Or for me personally, I do not go into my email as often as I can avoid it. I do, but I will go into Trello and there's a function there. It's got a little cute little tiny bell in the upper right-hand corner. And if you click on that, it'll show you any of the changes, updates, or comments that have been made. And so that's really our communication system. I can see when someone's tagging me on a card, needs a response. A lot of time in my case and in my function, there's a lot of approvals that need to be made. Does this look good? Is this okay? Are we ready to push this to the client? And um, that, that's truly the only system that we rely on. The only other possible um, communication that we use, which is really for really fast communication, is Voxer. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's kind of dig a little bit into what you were talking about in Trello. So you've got the little bell, which is your alerts, and then you talked about cards and boards. And I know that a lot of times when I have gone into a Trello account or, you know, I've been added to something that a client's got, they've got boards that don't make a whole lot of sense or they've got cards that they aren't quite sure if they're using them right or wrong. And I'm not saying that your way is the only right way, but it is a right way that works. So I think if we spend a little bit of time on the definitions of what a card is, what a board is, what other terminology might need to be um, talked through, and then um, I guess how to feel like you are controlling your Trello environment rather than having it control you. Hmm, I love this. <laughs> so a board is kind of like the base function. It's that one container. It's that space 
for that one idea, that one project. And, and really, this is limitless. Just like Asana, Basecamp, Teamwork, all of these other systems, if you've heard of those words, these are all project management systems that are out there. And there are so many more. Um, but each of them have their own space or container for that one idea or the one thought. And so um, I will go in a little bit later, if, if you'd like, to the different ways that I personally use Trello. But for me, the best way to explain that to someone who's new to this concept is this is one, one idea that you have. So maybe you're going to start a podcast. That, and I'll use that, that example throughout this so that we can kind of make some sense of this as a listener <laughs> versus being visual. Because the reason I love Trello is because it's visual and it's beautiful. So it really is inviting for me to hop in there and to use it. So that's that's another thing. I'm taking something very visual and making it auditory for <laughs> your listeners. So if you think about the podcast being, starting a, pro, a podcast being your project, I would use a board and that board would be the space that I would put all of the ideas for my podcast. And when you're starting a podcast, there's lots and lots of different steps that you're going to go through. But maybe one, um, one of the steps would be coming up with a name for your podcast. Um, where, who's going to host it? Um, are you going to, you know, all these different technical things that may pop into your head. I would compartmentalize all of that kind of like pre-thinking information into one column. Underneath that column, just like if you're thinking of like an Excel or a spreadsheet of any sort, you're going to have a column and underneath there, you're going to have different cells in a spreadsheet. In Trello, those cells are now going to become cards. So you're going to have, now you can put in that one column of logistics, let's call it logistics. That's the title on the column. Underneath that, we're going to have, what are we going to name it? Are we going to use Libsyn or somebody else to, um, for the is it called a player? The hosting. The okay. yeah, the hosting. I was, I was gonna go with hosting. I just didn't quite know. I'm not a podcaster yet. So <laughs> and when you are, we will link that up. <laughs> but in, yes. in the yes. meantime, we're gonna just tap into your Trello expertise. So we've got a board, which is basically like a blank canvas. And then you've got um, your columns, which are separating that blank canvas into sections so that you're not just throwing a whole bunch of sticky notes onto a blank board. You're putting them in nice organized columns. And then your cards are very much like a sticky note with ideas. Is that, and if I remember correctly, when I was reading about Trello years ago, that was kind of the idea that they were coming from is the whole sticky notes on a board. And you're right. um, Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to share a little bit about that. So if you've ever heard of the Kanban, K-A-N-B-A-N, yes. the Kanban method, it's a it's a it's a a process that was developed a long time ago, actually by some engineers at Toyota when they were factor when they were literally taking something from idea to factory to manufacturing, that entire process, which we call in the space that I'm in a workflow or a mm-hmm. process, or a system, whatever the word you like that fancies you, um, they put this, they, they marketed, um, and the Japanese marketed this and pulled this together using a system called Kanban that they named Kanban. So that is how Trello was actually started. The engineers and the creators behind Trello were, before this, using little sticky notes 
kind of this is happening. If you think of a project, what do we need to do? What is being done? And what has been completed as like three columns, right? They had all these sticky notes, just think visually as sticky notes underneath those three headers. And they thought, wow, we can automate this. And then it can do a lot of other fancy things, which we haven't gotten into yet, but it can all be in one place that's very visual and very adaptable. Yes. So that that's a great point, Jamie. That's exactly how Trello started was the Kanban method. Cool. Yeah, no, and I will definitely uh, link out to some of the, the information so that anyone who is interested in the theory behind it, so that before you adopt a new piece of technology, you might be interested in why this works and how it works and who it's worked for, because there are so many different pieces of technology you could use for project management. And Nat and I are just kind of talking about one, about Trello, because it's what she's so passionate about, and I've got to bring the experts on. So let's continue. <laughs> so now we've got a card that has some of our logistics. Where else right. are we going? So if you're brainstorming and you're kind of pulling all these ideas together to, to piggyback off of what you just said, we're putting little, we're putting thoughts onto sticky notes, right? And so now we've got these, this one big board of all these sticky notes, and now we're trying to clean it up and make some, make some magic come of it. And we start doing that by categorizing them into like, whether it's like steps, or maybe it's um, just like I mentioned, the, the Kanban method of needs to do, doing, or done. There's lots of different ways to lay this out. And functionally, you get to choose how you put your this Trello board together that works for you, your team, you can systematize it and, and teach other people in your team to use it like you do, or you can give the freedom. Honestly, as a project manager, I come into people's businesses. I have a template. Let's say we're working on a project or a, a process. I'm going to set up the, the board in the way that makes sense to me. But as I start to work with them, literally, a month later, there is no board looks the same way. Not only are things getting done, but the person, I, I get to know how they think and how they process, how they compartmentalize things. And it does overall change the function of the board. We're still getting the things done, but I need the person who's going to own the board. I'm the creator of the board. They're the ones that actually own the board. So I need it to work well for them. So if they compartmentalize information a little bit differently, then I'm going to change the format of the board. Great flexibility within Trello to do that. Okay. So we've got all these ideas. We're compartmentalizing them. And we're for me, we're going to put them into those different columns that make sense for podcasting. So now we have the logistics. Maybe we're going to have a branding column because we're going to have to, um, we already know the name, but now we're going to need the art. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need photography for the art. Maybe we need... Um, we're going to need templates for your, for your podcast show notes. You're going to, you know, all the stuff, right. but um, we're going to need all of these things. And so this is the way that we're going to visually see what needs to get done. And then within each card, we have the ability to assign it to somebody. So if I've got somebody who is on my team, who's going to be helping me with a podcast art, I'm going to take that one card, think of it like a sticky note. And now I'm going to say, Jamie, your job is to get me, um, three options for podcast art covers. Okay. And I should say podcast cover art. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to assign it to you. It gives me the ability to put a due date on it of when I would like to see it done. And then within each of those sticky notes, I can communicate back and forth with you. So I can say, put the little at symbol and then put your username, which is, let's say, Jamie. It is. <laughs> Go figure. So at Jamie, I really like option one. Let's move forward with that. And then you can write me back and say, here's the final version. Within that card, not only can you assign dates and timelines, you can track it to make sure it's getting done, that there's movement happening. If it's a recurring task, like we post something every single week, you can do lots of fancy things in there. You don't have to preface and spend a lot of time like, okay, this is for the podcast cover art, like, like I would in an email. I know I have all the details right there. And then Jamie, who's doing the podcast cover art, can actually insert the file right there. So once I've inserted this file, because I'm magically a graphic designer now, <laughs> that's done. We're, we're done with it. What happens to that card when we are done with it? What are the options there? Because this is actually my biggest sticking point um, with Trello is I've never known how to complete a card and how to keep it but not see it. Oh, awesome. So there are a couple things that you can do. First of all, I commonly, if I'm working with a client, I like to, for them and for my team and even myself, to be able to see what I have accomplished. And so one of those columns on the board is going to be a column mm -hmm. called completed or done or something really fun and exciting like celebrate, we're done with this. <laughs> and uh -huh. we will move it to that column when we've completed okay. it. So now we're seeing success of what has been accomplished and what's been achieved. And also what we don't need to do, which is really important when you're working through a project, just to be able to see the progress that you're making. The other yes. thing you can do is archive a card. So if something is not relevant anymore, you can archive it. It doesn't, you can unarchive something, but um, really I would strongly suggest moving that card to a completed or a done column versus getting rid of it. Okay. So your, your done column is going to most likely be like the last column on the right-hand side. And then as the project moves forward, you're going to see all this, these cards are no longer in the left columns and they're all going to be sitting in the right column. And you know visually when you're looking at this that so much has been done. I can definitely see the benefit of that. Is there a limit to the number of cards you can have in any column? There is not. <laughs> nice. Nice. Honestly, because of our computer screens, I mean, it's adaptable to every screen. And I'm looking at two different screens, one on a laptop and one on a 25, 27, I don't know, inch, a really big monitor. Um, I can see a lot more clearly on the 27 inch monitor than I can on the lap than I can on the laptop. But I just don't, if I can't visually take a good glance and see the full column, I feel like I've got way too many cards. And so I will compartmentalize a little bit deeper to make sure that I can visually see it. Okay. So that that makes sense. Now, can you put, and this is something that, I, I, so you said that I could put that artwork on a card and that's going to be the repository. But what happens after this project's done? And I've got this artwork on this card, but now I'm not using this board anymore because this project's done and I still need that artwork because I'm moving from 
getting my podcast up and running to a new board which is actually producing the podcast and I need that that information on another board um, or in two or three other places because maybe someone else is going to be taking that and running with it I don't know I'm just kind of yep saying okay how do we go from one board and extend out what options do we have there yeah Trello makes it so simple um you can copy either a column I mean you can you can do a lot number one you can keep the board as an inactive board, but you would have it there. I personally, in that exact same scenario, would move that card, if not the entire branding column. In my world, that would be in one branding column. And you're going to need that at the beginning of a project and at the end of a project. You're going to need that for the podcast moving forward. So I would copy that entire column and move that to the active podcasting board. So this would be more like a podcast workflow in this second, like once it's up and running, now it's a workflow. You record, you edit, you create your graphics, you post, et cetera, et cetera. That's a workflow when you've got continuous steps. And so I would move that branding column over to that workflow board. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that. So you're going to have one thing for getting, for, you know, you're going to, your project is getting the podcast up and running. And then we know that podcasts are going to be a recurring task within the business. And that's where the workflow environment comes in. And so your board for getting the project started could look vastly different than your board that represents the workflow of getting a new episode out. Absolutely. Yes. So in the workflow of getting an actual episode out, I, let me see if I've got this because mm-hmm. I this I am not as visual as you are. And so let's see if I got this. So you may have your uh, one column of all the podcasts that you want to create. So I want to interview Natalie and I want to interview uh, everybody else that I've interviewed. And I have a whole other list of people I want to interview. I've got all of that in my first column of want to interview. Then the next column might be interviews scheduled. And then as soon as I've interviewed, got my scheduled interview, I move that card over. So I now know that that's there. It's going to have some assignments of maybe some pre-work that has to be done before we get started. And then once we've recorded that interview, it's then going to go into the processing, editing um, column, mm-hmm. and at which point all of the editing's done, the show notes are created, and so on and so forth. And then when it's ready to publish, it and everything is uploaded onto your WordPress site, onto Libsyn, uh, all your artwork is created for social media, all of those entities, which could have been more than one column, but once all of that stuff is done, that card that says, Natalie Gingrick is in my published mm-hmm. and done. Right. Is that right? Yes, that's it. So one card, <laughs> yes, you did it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> one card could literally contain everything from out from the outreach to me to the image, my bio that you've requested, over to the the raw file, the edited file, the graphics, literally in one card, you've got everything for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. I know just to make this for the podcasters that are listening or to anybody else who's used something like this, I would not suggest because this really isn't the biggest store. I mean, you can store a lot in here. But I mean, for raw audio files that are going to take up some space, I would put them in Dropbox or whatever, you know, file and 
what other file storage that you use. But a lot of times when I'm working with podcasts, we are using Dropbox or maybe Google Drive occasionally, but you're going to want a secure place like that. However, Trello makes it super easy. It integrates with all of those things. And so it you literally just go to this one little button and it says, you know, do you want to integrate with Dropbox? And then you, you click on it and you pick the folder within Dropbox that you upload your files to. So it's all right there. It literally is yes. contained. That one card, that one sticky note has absolutely everything that has to do with episode number 15 for Natalie Gingrich. Right. Okay. Yes. And thank you for bringing up the integrations with uh, with cloud storage because that's something that I'm very, very passionate about is making sure that things don't get lost online mm -hmm. because we have so many tools and so much we could do. Anytime that you can add extra pointers between objects so that you don't have to just say, okay, yeah, don't forget to look in Dropbox or whatever your cloud storage location is. You actually can put a link right inside there to the Dropbox folder that contains the object. It makes it a whole lot easier to continuously go back to your project management tool mm -hmm. or go whatever, back to whatever tool you're using to get the information you need. Right. Uh, again, when you're dealing with a workflow or a process, you tend to have multiple hands in it. And if you've got multiple hands in it, it's just good to have one consolidated place that everyone knows to look. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, I uh, completely get it. I, I'm absolutely seeing how Trello can help with the workflows and how it can help with the projects. And for the tech of business community who is listening to us right now, I am curious if you can answer this. Give them a couple of reasons why it's worth investing the time into setting up and experimenting because I mean I can tell you Trello isn't going to work for everybody mm -hmm. but it, it it has the ability to work for a lot of us and I think that give some ideas as to how people may start or what types of projects to start or workflows to start using Trello for just to see if it can work in your business. You know I first started Thank you, by the way. This jogged my memory into when I first started using Trello. It was introduced to me from a business perspective, but I was kind of like, you know what? I've been more of a list maker. I am definitely a linear thinker. So linear, if you're a linear thinker and a linear thinker for the audience would be something like someone who has been used to creating a list that is numbered or um, maybe even has little boxes like a checklist that, you know, goes down yes. the page. So yes. if you're that kind of thinker, most people would go to a tool like Asana or even just a written journal, which, or, um, bullet journal. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Got it. <laughs> thank you for being there. Um, so that was the, that's the processor that I was. And that's kind of what I've always done. If I even incorporate, I was using like Excel and stuff like that before these fancy tools were really at my fingertips, but the visual component is what really pulled me over and the ability to, um, pull so many people into one place. That was the, that was the selling point for me. Um, I started using Trello. It was introduced to me in the business world, but then I started kind of dabbling in it just to see if I would like it. It was beautiful. I could put pictures behind each board. You could make them unique and different to make them mm -hmm. look different. I use this for personal work, for 
personal, I say personal work, <laughs> but like <laughs> housework, returns I needed to make, things I needed to do, projects we had, calls we needed to make for appointments, et cetera. And so I started using this completely personal at first. So errands I needed to do. And you think about those columns, literally, I still use the same personal board today. So what are errands I need? What do I need to do on the computer? I mean, it's kind of funny, but that is what I do every day. I look at that and I say this, what can I do in the next 15 minutes? Which of these tasks can be completed right now? And if I've got a heavy list on the call section, then I need to whip out the phone and start making phone calls. Uh uh Um, And then I have a today column, which when I'm looking at my planner, which Trello is my planner, but when I'm looking at, at that in the evening and I'm saying, okay, I probably have like an hour of free time tomorrow to do personal things. What on this list with all of these columns do I need to attack tomorrow? And I just pull it over. You can move the cards very easily, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. drag them over with a mouse, and you put them in that column that says today. And so when I wake up, I know exactly what I need to do. Same thing you would do if you were creating a new list or a sticky note for your day tomorrow. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's so often – this is, that makes me kind of think of, okay, grocery shopping. Okay, how often do I go to the grocery store and have 90% of the same list? Yep. <laughs> so it, yep. it's kind of like you have this template of what's going to be on your list, you know, for your grocery store that you can just add your couple of little things to it. I can see the practicality of that. And again, working back to that, to that workflow and making it so that it's relevant in a day-to-day business and so you can keep track of what's on tap what needs to be done Mm -hmm. what projects and then that's something that for those of us who work on multiple projects at the same time or you know in your case and in my case we work with multiple clients simultaneously having somewhere that can consolidate the boards as well Mm -hmm. of like okay this is what I have to get done today I can see there's a lot of benefit to something like that yes absolutely so, and we use it in my, inside of my team to where my team's task, like every teammate has a column and they, it shows yep. what they're working on today. So I, as the leader of the company can come in and can say, okay, this person's working on this, this and that. And then I also can see what, where we're making, tr- where we're gaining traction and what's stopping us. So mm-hmm. It's also a good way to just get a good glance into the productivity that's happening or not happening inside of your business. Absolutely. Totally. I feel like I just got the most amazing Trello lesson (laughs) ever. And it's exciting. It is really super exciting uh, to be able to have had this conversation with you and being able to share it with the community because it is such a valuable tool to have something like Trello or any of the other project management tools. But I specifically felt that bringing you on and talking about Trello was the best use of bringing you on. But so what I want to do now is have you share where people can learn about you, learn about how you do Trello, things like that. And then as I always do on the podcast, I'm going to bring you back to a kind of curveball, um, off the wall kind of question. So um, I'm going to put you on your toes a little bit here. But first, let's make sure that everyone knows how to connect with you. Awesome, Jamie. Thank you so much. So if you guys are interested in looking into the way that I started using Trello and the base function of how I have my clients use Trello, you can go to nataliegingrich.com forward slash productive week. 
And there's a great tutorial. There's a video in there that will show you exactly how I use it. Um, you can find me on social media. I pretty much hang out on Facebook. So you can find me at facebook.com forward slash Natalie Gingrich PM, like project manager. I would invite mm -hmm. you to join me there. Awesome. Awesome. I'll have those links in the show notes for sure. And if you are listening to this on your podcasting app, you can just click on the artwork and you'll be able to click on the link and it'll take you right there and nice and beautiful and concise. So Nat, the curveball-ish question I've got for you isn't quite as much of a curveball as it is sometimes for other guests, but I am curious to know how you feel and how you use Trello on your phone. I know there's a Trello app mm. and it is one of those things that sometimes the apps don't do the functionality you want them to do um, versus the website or versus the application on the desktop or the larger screen. So I'm curious to know how you use it, when you use it, and why you use it. Awesome. So I spend a lot of time, I'm a mother of two, I've got two competitive athletes, and so I spend an hour, well, I spend two hours in the car every single day, and then a couple hours waiting at practices. And so <laughs> I don't always bring my computer on purpose because, yes. I mean, the workaholism work, it runs really deep. And if I bring that computer, I'm stuck and I'm going to work. So a lot of times or all the time I have my phone with me. So the Trello app has been a game changer to, to be honest. It, um, it gives me, it's probably 90% there as far as functionality is concerned. And it's come a long way since I've been using Trello over the last couple of years, but there is, there's really nothing I can tell you that would stop me from using the app. The app, is, is really solid. I can do everything I need to do. I can visually see everything that I need. And the one drawback is that sometimes I can't, actually all the time, there's no sometimes about it, but I can't copy a link that's within a card and paste it somewhere else. For whatever reason, I can't do it. <laughs> so if someone sent me something to look at for a client and I need to send it to the client, I can't do that from my phone. Okay. So um, that's really the only thing, though, I, I, and I use it all the time. The, I would say I use the app the most when I am doing personal stuff. So when I'm at the gym waiting for my daughter to get done, I'm thinking, yes, oh, I'm thinking, you know this. <laughs> <laughs> Nat and I are both gymnastics moms. So yes, we've connected over this numerous times. Yes. So we spend lots of hours at the gym. And part of that, I'm starting to transition from that work mode to mom mode. And so I'm thinking of errands I need to run, appointments I need to make. And so that's when that personal Trello board gets a lot of use because when I'm at home, I'm pretty much in front of my computer and I'm, I'm really most of the time when my kids are gone, I'm, I'm working. So um, Trello gets used for work at home. And I would say the majority of the time on my phone is really personal. And we do keep our grocery list in there, Jamie. My husband also has access to that board. And so we both put things in there all the time. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. It's so funny that you say that because my husband and I are pen and paper for the running of the house. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy because we're both technology people. Mm -hmm. He spends all his time in front of the computer. He's a developer at a you know reasonably, or actually massively large company here in Redmond, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he, you know he, we both are spend a lot of time in front of the computer and yet we're paper and pen when it comes to running our house. And this is something I've been fascinated about. So even though this is totally a business podcast, mm -hmm. you have got me inspired to see about 
bringing the technology into the family, uh, running of the family and running of the of everything else here. This has been so insightful awesome. and I cannot I cannot wait to get more into the Trello boards that I do have because I do have a few even though that's not my primary tool and just see how we can kick them up a notch and make them even more productive and more functional for myself my team my clients and things like that so I know that a lot of people in the tech of business community are going to be trying out Trello and they'll be I'm sure some of them are going to be reaching out to you Nat so thank you so so much for coming on the tech of business podcast today. Thank you, Jamie. And I love listening to your podcast because it helps educate me in these tools and ways and just different ways of thinking. So thank you for doing this because I would never have even considered. I, I love you and I knew you, which is why I started listening to the Tech of Business podcast, but it really has been very informative and I want to congratulate you on on being innovative and how you communicate that. Thank you. I mm-hmm. totally, my heart is like palpitating right no. now. It's like, oh, thank you. So everyone, um, Nat will be around when this podcast is live. You know, make sure that if there's any questions you've got for her, that you reach out to her on Facebook and uh, we will see you next week. Yes. Thanks guys. Are you ready to give Trello a shot in your business? Nat and I recorded this episode in November of 2018, so it's been a good two months since we recorded it, and I have been working hard to make Trello work in my business. And I'm so happy to say that it is really actually working, and probably in the next month or so, I'll be completely transitioned from Basecamp to Trello for client projects and overall tech of business management. It feels so good to embrace a tool and go all in. I'm using Trello for weekly workflow and each week I have a podcast episode to release, a couple of emails that go out, and of course social media. Those are what are on my weekly workflow. For podcast episodes, I have a zap set up to create a new card when someone books their interview in Acuity Scheduling. That forms the basis of everything that will eventually become the podcast episode, the show notes, the artwork, and all the links that are necessary for that podcast episode to come out, just as Natalie has described in this episode and this conversation that we just had. The podcast episode card sits on my TOB Tech of Business dashboard. The other internal board that I am actively using is what I call my TOB projects board. And that's where I track projects from the initial lead or connection point through the pre-work stages of calls and proposals and plannings and payments and all of those kinds of things. And then onto the active stage. When a card gets to the active state, I then create a board to work with my client from. So we have a brand new board, but my TOB project board keeps track, keeps me on track, knows what is actively on my plate. I used to do this with a whiteboard in my office, and now I have this one column that shows me what I'm actively working on, what's coming up, and of course, I also have a column showing what is complete. This is working really well for me. And without a doubt, this conversation that you just listened to between me and Nat was the catalyst. Just one more quick thing. I still use Slack for communication needs. I haven't got to the point of using Trello exclusively. And I wanted to make sure that you knew that tidbit as well, because implementing a new tool or methodology 
doesn't always come in one full swoop. It can take time to make changes. And embracing working with the tool is going to make it so much smoother. And with that, I look forward to speaking with you. Go to Call with Jamie. That's C-A-L-L-W-I-T-H-J-A-I-M-E.com to book your complimentary session just to chat with me. Let me know what's going on in your business and where the tech falls. And I will also see you inside the Facebook community. Thanks for listening to the Tech of Business podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, or wherever you download your favorite shows. You can also check out the show notes and learn more about me at techofbusiness.com. I'll see you next week.